And now, a word about our sponsor. The Kinky Boys podcast is brought to you by How to Kill a Superhero, the BDSM book series by author Pablo Green. If you've ever fantasized about a juicy muscle beast encased in lycra, bound and gagged, then your moment has arrived. This is the book series for fans of superhero fetish, bondage and transformation fetishes. The books are available on paperback and Kindle at the Amazon store in 13 countries. Book 3, Transformation Fetish, launches this fall. You can also buy autographed copies of the paperbacks, t-shirts, spandex wrestling singlets and bondage rope at howtokillersuperhero.net. Kinky Boys listeners can use the discount code KINKYBOYS, all the one word, for 15% off any order. Shipping is available worldwide. These books are pervy as pervy can be. How to Kill a Superhero, there's a power rising inside you. The Kinky Boys Podcast. Exploring one kink at a time. And welcome to the Kinky Boys podcast. I'm Craig. I'm Adam, and this is take number two, thanks to a recording failure. Yes. Now, the subject of this podcast will be exhibitionism. So Adam will be centre stage of attention here. Yay, puns. If yeah. you've seen my Facebook thing, you'll have noticed the shiny, shiny red go-go shorts. Brought to me, courtesy of... Me. Hello. I'm Adam's daddy, Chris. Yep. Once again, returning. <laughs> Yes. So, yeah. Where did you even find these things? I swear, boxing shorts are meant to be longer and baggier. I was looking for slutty gym shorts, and these are what I found. Well, they're not gym shorts. They're about the shape of Y-fronts. Just because you don't wear them to the gym doesn't mean they're not gym shorts. (laughs) (laughs) I can see my religion through here. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, there will be show notes of this showing all this off. (laughs) Of course. Yes. Well, it wouldn't be an exhibition exhibition themed podcast if we didn't have actual photos of someone. How do we? Uh, never mind. Yeah, I, be- a, I believe we have our first to call a question. Yes, we actually got um, someone emailing into us. I'll just read it out for you. Ask. Hello, I just discovered your podcast. I'm a kinky gay man in Indiana, in the US. I think I've heard of your show mentioned on the No Safe Word show. I'm a budding boot black, and it's great to hear Craig give his perspective on boot blacking across the Atlantic. I have a practical question however i'm visiting london for work on from november 6th to november 13th i'll definitely have my rope with me but should i bring my boot blacking kit as well it's too bad i'll miss the leather social is there some other place or event you would recommend i check out i understand that places like the hoist which i've never been to has its own boot black so is there a chance at all for me to make use of my boot blacking kit thanks and hope to see you around well we've got a few big venues there's the hoist there's the eagle there's um, um back street uh, uh, the hoist does have its own boot black, but he's sometimes not there. The eagle has no boot black, and Backstreet has recently, but recently got a boot black and maybe temporary. Yeah, I don't think it's a permanent thing yet. I mean, my advice would be to write to say the Backstreet and ask. Um, their Twitter account's pretty open if you ask about these things, and I know they're looking for boot blacks. The hoist, the boot black chair remains empty a lot of the time, so I think just bring your own and you would, you know, ask a guy to go to the chair with you. Yeah, and there's a few practical issues with like how much you can fit into your bag, but I will leave that one to you bootlacks to decide what to bring and how much. Yeah. Should I just bring a second bag? 
Oh, yeah, but, I mean, if you're just going to shine for people in the club, you don't need the full kit. Just go for the basic shine kit, which is a brush, the polish, two cloths, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, okay, if it's that light, then yeah, go for it. I just know that when you came over here to do our boots, uh, you brought, like, an entire toolbox full of stuff. Oh, yes, this is because it's a proper home boot blacking. Yay! Yes. Um, yeah, that was a soap down, double moisturize, and polish. And why did you not offer this to either of us? This sounds like a spa service. <laughs> well, as a boot blacker, I'm always eager to please, and I'm happy to learn more skills. <laughs> I will stop denigrating Boomax now. That wasn't denigration. That was... <laughs> <laughs> what humiliation for some is not for others. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, for those of us on Twitter, they may have caught um, a small kerfuffle over the weekend between PR accounts. Oh, that was fun. Professionalism on show. Yes. I'm not going to name names. But popcorn was eaten. Yes. And 3D glasses went on, and Michael Jackson was sitting there doing his meme gift. And it was awesome. Yeah, basically one PR account for an event night started having a go at another PR account for a kink um, what's the word? Site. And it got entertaining. No names. <laughs> no, but it devolved into whether or not puppy play was inherently humiliation. Which is a relatively interesting question because if you go into like the history of it, yes. If you go into what it is now and how it's evolved, no. Decided not. Well, I mean, it's different strokes for different folks. It's here's the thing: when I've done puppy play, it has been humiliation because I am not a puppy, and it's being forced into a role I'm reluctant to do. Yeah, but you've always appreciated belly rubs. There's a little bit of puppy. Yeah, because I'm a bear and I have my lovely big bear belly. <laughs> <laughs> but who's a good puppy? So I got a question. Uh, if someone else has some listener feedback, question, or anything else, how can they? They can write into Kinky Boys Pod. Sorry, no, no, wrong one. It's kinkboyspodcast at gmail.com. That's kinkboyspodcast at gmail.com. We also, we also have a Twitter, which is the kink, Kinky Boys Pod on Twitter, and we also have a Facebook page, which is Kinky Boys Podcast. Um, were we beaten to Kinky Boys Podcast at gmail? No. That was my own fault, unfortunately, after I realised the, <laughs> the discrepancy. <laughs> Everything had been set up using that email. <laughs> I'll try and get a forwarding system to the full one setup. Yeah, please. Professionalism. <laughs> Professionalism. <laughs> hey, this is my first time running a full podcast, okay? And, and you're getting it for free. <laughs> <laughs> you get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, we're not quite marketable enough for Patreon, don't worry. <laughs> So yeah, on to today's subject. My pants. Yes, pretty much. Or lack of them, often. So <laughs> I'm uh, a grown-up, and that means I get to wander around the house naked if I want. And no, you have to wander around the house naked, boys, I don't. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's go into what exactly exhibitionism is, for people who've never really looked into it. Well, in my case in particular, it's I have worked very hard on my body mm -hmm. when I show it off. People smile. When I show it off, it makes me smile. So I show my body. Ultimately, this can either be from a humiliation perspective or from a more direct perspective of just generally being as much of a filthy, filthy whore as me. Neither of these is a bad thing inherent.
assembly. As long as you're enjoying sh showing yourself off or being shown off, that's exhibitions. Mm -hmm. It can either be from tight clothes, well-fitted clothes, or no clothes whatsoever. In my case, I definitely prefer things to be skin tight or non-existent, mm -hmm. whichever works. But again, that's entirely personal preference. Very cool. So when did you first realize you was into exhibition? Um, that is an interesting question, and I do not know the answer to it, because basically as <sighs> far back as I can remember, half the stories I read were about um, boys being shown off and led around and paraded. The trophy boy um, archetype. Mm, that was a pretty trophy boy. <laughs> 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 what? I don't understand what just happened, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> now go stand in front of the room and look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> So from that, um, would you would it be fair to say for you it's more an ob objectification thing? Uh, yeah, probably. Um, going a bit deeper, yes, there's a lot of objectification aspects to it, um, as well as just social aspects. There's getting a positive reaction out of an mm -hmm. entire crowd of people is quite pleasant, even if that is completely being objectified and sexualized by people. I'm okay with this. I know how to handle myself in such situations. Therefore, I go for it. Cool. So here's a question. Can exhibition be humiliating? Absolutely. I know plenty of people who would not be caught dead in half of the tiny underwear that I wear for fun. But then is it exhibition if they don't enjoy it? Uh, what level of not enjoying are we talking about here? Is it, oh, this is really humiliating, why is my cock so hard? Not enjoying? Or, no, seriously, I don't want to be here, let me go. Not enjoying. If you genuinely do not enjoy it and are not consenting to it, then no, absolutely, don't do this. Well, maybe you have a humiliation fetish rather than an exhibition fetish. Yeah, absolutely. Parade the boy around wearing nothing but a tiny pink thong. Humiliating exhibitionist at the same time. But as you said, you also get an ego boost from it. You enjoy me, being... Me, personally, yes. Not everybody. I get the impression the ego boost thing is more from a dominance perspective. Because uh, it's more showing off to people, whereas a sub would tend... This won't be the case all the time. This is just what I've seen. Subs tend to go more for the humiliation exhibitionism? Uh, sometimes yes, but I've also seen it as being the trophy boy, being mm -hmm. someone's arm candy, showing off and showing off what is someone else's. And that can be done from a show off perspective and a sub perspective at the same time. Cool. So, if you're comfortable with this, yeah. what's your ideal exhibitionism fantasy? Now, you see, I want to go into this big long fantasy thing, but the short answer is, look at half of the pictures from Folsom and just go that just cool that mm. please <laughs> so you want me to do around the street fair wearing almost nothing yes okay we'll yes, do this please we'll do this this weekend <laughs> <laughs> This weekend is the middle of, okay, late autumn, and it's going to be in Amsterdam. It's going to be cold. We'll be inside. Probably. Brilliant. So you have big nipples for it. Yeah, but my cock will shrivel. Oh, poor boy. Well, well, wait, 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 wait. It's humiliation. <laughs> it is. That works. <laughs> Just, can I have, like, warm hugs and preferably a towel at the other end? <laughs> Here, how about for your electro class you're teaching this weekend? You wear these shorts. Yeah, that works. No, but what you said about having a towel at the other end, you need to do Game of Thrones style. Pardon? Okay, I'm going to go into spoiler territory here, because it really pisses me off that people get so touchy about Game of Thrones spoilers. The books have existed for years. How can you spoil something that's been written down? Exactly. And if you don't know what's in season one or two by now, it's your own damn fault for not paying attention. But basically, last season... Wait, last season was 
Last season. Which is why I'm giving the spoiler warning. Well, I haven't seen last season. Oh, have you read the books? No. Chris, go out the room. <laughs> okay, so one of the big scenes is Cersei's punishment. Oh, is this the shame, shame yes. thing that's been in big meme recently? Her head is shaved, she's stripped naked and forced to parade down from one end of the kingdom back up to the castle, with nuns behind her ringing bells going, shame, shame. Not yeah, <laughs> this isn't exhibitionism. That's just straight up humiliation. You didn't say you wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> Nuns aren't a thing for me. Well, no, you could get the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, make it a charity walk. <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> why what? didn't we? What? What? Why? <laughs> why didn't we do this at Pride this year? We need to get all of the sisters with the bells and like buckets as ah uh, yes, <laughs> but. We digress. Yes. That never happens on the show. <laughs> what? It's part of our casual banter that the audience loves so much. <laughs> so, um, what is your favorite thing to wear? Uh, okay, generally, I'm a big fan of Lycra. So, anything that is simultaneously skin tight shows off absolutely everything whilst, as far as the lore is concerned, covering everything is damn awesome in my books. So, Lycra, Latex, Neoprene. If you're wearing any of those over your entire body, I will probably be struggling not to do terrible, terrible things to you. So here's another question then. <laughs> Last week we talked about like muscle growth and kind of a little bit of body image stuff. Yeah. How does body play into exhibition for you? Uh, with me personally, they're very strongly tied. I have always loved the archetype of the big muscle boy wearing the tiny weenie thong, the like poser briefs. Mm-hmm. Now that I am steadily approaching that body type, I quite enjoy the archetype as well. Now, for other people, I can absolutely see that there would be a, wouldn't necessarily be a link between the two. It's not necessarily one and the same, but in my particular case it is. Cool. So, you starting to build the body you have, was that primary, was one of the big motivations your exhibitionism? Did um, it push you to get a body that would get noticed? Were you an exhibitionist when you were a drink? Okay, the big push for the body when was actually out of massive insecurity when I was a teenager. Hormones do terrible things to mm-hmm. your brain. Um, I wanted people to like me. I liked people with this body. Therefore, if I get this body, people will like it. It's the sort of logic that only teenagers think, but I just sort of ran with it for the next few years. Um, as a twink was I exhibitionist, I joined the rowing club because they got to wear lycra uniforms. It was also the only sport I had ever been any good at, and that was kind of also the reason I joined, but the lycra was also a big part of it. So lycra is exhibitionism. In my particular case, yes. I could do that. It's basically wearing something while almost not wearing something. As stupid sexy Flanders did say, feels like I'm wearing nothing, nothing at, at all. all. Is it common for lycra fetishes to be exhibitionist too? Because I know that with rubber it's not necessarily the case. Uh, yeah, a lot of the time it's because of the sensation it gives. Uh, they're not necessarily linked, no. Is it common? I do not have the statistics. We would have to do a longitudinal study. Let us gather up as many fetishists as we can possibly find over the course of the next 10 years. <laughs> then I can answer your question. How about we just go to IML? <laughs> <laughs> that works. 
I'm pretty certain we'll get our paper thrown out for sampling bias, though. I don't care. It looks sounds more fun. Okay, so we need to go to IML, Dory Alley, every one of the Folsoms, including Folsom Berlin, um, and basically every other kink event we can put, get our hands on. How's that? That's quite good. Uh, listeners, just so you understand why Chris is laughing, he's literally had to manually turn Adam's head back to the microphone. I think for next time, we're just going to put you in one of those um, just give posture me a collars. Mic. No, 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 no. <laughs> posture collars. Strap it so you're strapped to the microphone. Do you have a posture collar that will fit around my neck? Good point. We have other ways to make it so you can't move that boy. Look, we have the big cone of shame. You can just tape the mic to that. <laughs> <laughs> so if we put the cone of shame on you and put you outside wearing just a brief? I think we could call that art. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, she'll be on the cover of Lady Gaga's next album. Yeah. But... Well, go, going actually to the dictionary definition of exhibitionism, or exhibition, is a public display of works of art or items of interest held in an art gallery or museum or at a trade fair. Okay. That does not sound that much like what we're talking about, but in a I weird mean, way it does. Let's try exhibitionism. Ex- yeah, dragons. let's try the actual word we're talking about. Stop like, making fun of daddy! <laughs> <laughs> Exhibitionism. Extravagant behavior that is intended to attract attention to oneself. Synonyms. Ostentation. Wait, wait, let's read this, uh, psychiatry. Psychiatry. (laughs) Words are hard today. (laughs) (laughs) A mental condition characterized by the compulsion to display one's genitals in public. Oh, I see a lot of that at Folsom. There's so many guys who just love to stand naked everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, like, everybody has their own type. They're not my type, generally, but... I can think of several people that I would want to be standing around naked with in Bolson. Well, it's more of the guys that are standing around naked aren't my type of guy. Yeah, they do tend to be older gentlemen, I've noticed. Just Which, like, you know, if I'm in the mood for, like, physical okay. daddy, physically any, daddy types, then yeah. Anyone who has worked in the armory at any point needs to be paraded out of there in military fashion whilst completely naked, apart from this. So, talking about all this talk of Folsom... It's got a big overlap with exhibitionism. Well, yeah, what I'm wondering is... Are, are there limits to where you'd be an exhibitionist? So is it, obviously it's going to be sexy to be barely clothed or naked around Folsom. Are there places where there would be no turn on whatsoever? A primary school, an old people's home, a crematorium, what about like the center a of Times hospital. Square? Generally speaking, there has to at least be people who I would find sexy there or people who would find me sexy there. I, if the entire setting is completely non-sexual, then what's the point? I, but again, this is just me. I have quite happily paraded around wearing, um, wearing my gym kit in a shopping centre, and that's been fun, because I've had people staring out of the corner of their eye trying not to look. However, if that's still got the context of there might be someone there who is being turned on by it, or at the very least, there are people there who it's going to be a fun story to tell after. So... it's literally cannot be said and it cannot be fun and it is only going to be negative for the people around me I would not enjoy it yeah um, with the ones like around the supermarket is there a sort of element of mischievousness or naughtiness in there well in that particular case it was pride and I was wearing well not much certainly 
<laughs> there was a costume thing. It was fun. I got to wear it all the way through the tube and in supermarkets and everything. Um, there is an element of mischief to it. There is an element of, like, I suppose danger and taboo. But equally, if it would actually put me at risk, I probably wouldn't do it. I wouldn't go through, say, any particularly religious areas whilst wearing that. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously the thing about consent is people, if you go around, let's say, a muggle area, to use the terminology for non-king people, yeah. um, they haven't consented to that. Whereas if it's an area, say, a gay gym or Folsom, you know there's going to be people that would enjoy it. Yeah, you do have to kind of tailor it to the audience. There's stuff that you simply cannot get away with, and there's stuff which is just oh. this side of fun. So being that you're on exhibit, um, and people are looking at you, how do you respond when either people are overly aggressive with you? Because you are in a... It's almost kind of going back to the don't dress slutty because you don't want to get right type of idea. I cannot answer this one fairly. I am very big. If I want to, I can be very intimidating. And I am in London where I am not the weirdest thing that people have seen that day. People, generally speaking, have never gotten sufficiently aggressive towards me that it had become become a problem. So this is not a question I can answer to anyone's satisfaction, I'm afraid. I mean, a lot of it is, even if someone's dressed slutty and, you know, on display for a sort of sexual motivation, that still doesn't entitle anyone to actually physically interact with them sexually. Uh, there are plenty of cues that are given. Oh yeah. And there are plenty of cues that are not given, and mm -hmm. it's trying to read situation by situation, and yes, sometimes there are people who for whatever reason, simply do not read the cues, and you need to explicitly state, no, stop. And generally speaking, they'll they'll probably accept that if you say it's sufficiently forceful. However, there are idiots out there. Okay, what about the yeah. other side of the coin where people find you extremely not attractive for some reason? Does that, how's that play into the episode? For me, that's a bit of a turn-off, but generally speaking, deal with it. I generally not let it stop me if it's been a situation where it's something that's already been happening, been set up, and there are just a couple of prudes who are trying to ruin it for everyone else. Okay, so one other kind of part of exhibitionism is sex in public. Uh, there are laws about that, unfortunately. But okay, not necessarily public, but maybe like a leather bar or a club. Yeah, in a large social setting, shall we say. An acceptable place. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, depending on the setting, depending on the person it's with, yes. I Does that amplify the situation for you? Because like for me, I'll have sex or do whatever in public, but it's more about me and the person. It has nothing to do with surrounding. Generally speaking, once I actually get into sex sex, the setting is kind of in the background. I, I get very into it. Because you have done sex performances before. I've done sex performances both invited and simply impromptu. <laughs> um, or have a fuck machine used on you on stage that math That was fine. <laughs> yes, come along to Masterclass. <laughs> what is the next one? Uh, that will be uh, Tuesday the 27th of October. At the Eagle London at uh, 10 o'clock? Yes, 10 from 10 o'clock. Uh, it'll be £6 on the door. It's the last Tuesday of every month at the Eagle at 10 o'clock. And your shows are normally the first Saturday. Uh, yes, there is another one which is less teaching-based and more demonstration-based, um, which happens on the first Saturday, again, from about 10 o'clock. That's called Black Eagle? Uh, that is called the Black Eagle, yes. Where can people find out about these if they want to? Being that you both are members of the Wolfpack, Yes, right? yes. Uh, the, Wolf, the London Wolfpack has um, Facebook pages and Twitter accounts, but generally speaking, if you go to the Eagle London website, there's absolutely everything. Just type into yeah. Google Eagle London, and 
you'll find any bit of information there that you need. They have a full calendar of upcoming events and when things are scheduled. And you can come to these and see Adam wearing barely anything. Oh yes, um, Adam, why don't you describe what happened to you last time? Uh, at the Black Eagle or... The Black Eagle. Yes, what happened to you last time at the Black Eagle? Well, um, last time it was me and Victor and Craig. Uh, I got my upper half mummified, I was blindfolded and gagged. Various things were done by various people to my cock, my ass, and my mouth, and fun was had by all, as far as the audience cheers were concerned. I left the stage giddy and pretty much unfocused and desperately wanting more. <laughs> the second show was just me and Victor, in which Victor asked me to be cruel to him. So I obliged. I tied him down to um, a gymnastics horse, played with his mouth, played with his ass, blindfolded him. Him, gagged him, ended up fucking him with his own puppy tail for a bit, beating his balls. You know, cruelty. Mm. As he requested. He left the stage giddy and begging for more. So, yeah, fun times. So, yeah. Fun times for everyone. So, indeed, that's what people can expect. <laughs> so, going back a little bit to exhibitionism, how does, like, muscle worship or that type of stuff play into it for you? Like, do you like physical contact with your exhibitionism? Like, worship or... Uh, again, it depends on the person. Um, I've had it work sometimes. I I've had it not work sometimes. I don't know. It's not something I've explored in enough detail, I'm afraid. So for you, is it not? How about you? <laughs> I don't, like, I'm not an exhibitionist, so, like, no. no. But, okay. Like, I, I don't get off on people telling me how big I am. Yeah, it might feel good, but it's not going to be a sexual turn on. Fair enough. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Anything else? Uh, general safety. Uh, general safety, know your audience. There are places where things are appropriate, there are places where things are inappropriate, and there are places where things are completely straight up illegal. I know that in some places in America, you're not even allowed in a bar unless you've got like a one inch strap going down your butt rack. I, laws are weird. Do check up on what you're actually allowed to get away with without having the police called on you, because nothing ruins the scene um, if you're also in a wishy-washy area where you're not quite sure, like maybe a gym, maybe bring something to cover up if you... If you do get called into the manager's office, like last week, and you need to <laughs> quickly cover up, it does help to have a pair of um, loose jogging bottoms, which you can slide on even over boots. Just, they are some of the most useful, if not necessarily pretty, um, trousers you can get your hands. Um, for covering up in public, Again, loose joggers, loose hoodies, something that you can throw on in a split second if you need to. It's not sexy, but it's practical. Yeah, um, like you was doing um, last Sunday. Last Sunday? Uh, we was going around all the kink shops. Oh, yes. And yes, yes, your yes. daddy had given you uniform to wear whilst in the kink shops. Yeah, I was going around all of the shops wearing um, Under Armour, Iron Man, leggings and shirt. And I had to throw on a hoodie and some jogging bottoms to go in public between the shots. <laughs> Again, know your audience. Not everyone has consented to join in. And so just try to keep things just this side of appropriate. Just what you can get away with and not pushing it beyond the list. Just for the sake of ease and practicality and safety more than anything else. Good. Um, anything you want to add that we haven't covered with our questions? Anything you want to say about it? Anything? Uh, no, I think we've covered everything that I had in mind. Cool. Uh, then I think I think that's it for this episode. Cool. I'm Craig. I'm Adam. I'm Chris. And from us, good night. Hi folks, Craig here. 
Just wanted to say, if you wish to write in to give us um, opinions, feedback, or even show suggestions, you can email us at kinkboyspodcast at gmail.com. That's kinkboyspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook forward slash kinkyboyspodcast. And we have a Twitter at kinkyboyspod. You can reach us at any of these, and we're very welcoming for any feedback, suggestions, or show ideas. If you wish to appear on the show talking about a very particular fetish you may have, please feel free to write in. 